Welcome to The Other Side of the Bed, Episode 2. I am Nikki the Nurse, and I'm going to be continuing my story. Last episode, we left off how I got into ICU, and I was an ICU nurse in New York, and then uh, we packed up our life and moved to Key West. So I'm going to share with you how that all happened. So... We got married in 1998, and for our first anniversary, we wanted to come to the Keys. However, I went through a travel agent, and she didn't really understand what I was asking for. I had a friend that lived um, in Miami, and she lived like 20, 20, 30 minutes from, you know, Key Largo. So it was like, I want to be in the Keys. I had no idea what the Keys was, what it looked like. But we were coming here partly because we heard it was beautiful and partly because my husband loves to fish and this is really good fishing. So fishing was always something we did on one of our vacations, whether it was in a lake or in the ocean, we were fishing. So she booked us in a hotel at Key Biscayne, which is not a key. It's an island off Miami. Very beautiful, by the way, but not where we wanted to be. So we ended up driving that entire week down to the Keys. We drove to Key Largo, Isle Mirada, and then eventually made it to Key West, and we ended up spending the night in Key West. We fell in love with it. So fast forward, every year for our anniversary, we came to Key West. We even bought a timeshare in Key West called The Galleon, which was absolutely beautiful. Best timeshare ever. We only just recently sold it, but it was so beautiful. So we had a little piece of paradise to come down to every year. Well, about the third or fourth year, I can't remember, I had a real big itch in my behind. I wanted to leave New York, and I was harassing the crap out of him to move. And he was a diehard New Yorker. He was never leaving. He was a teacher in New York City. He was going to have a pension. We had, you know, the house. We had this. We had that. Blah, 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 blah. I just don't like the cold. I'm sorry. I've always wanted, always saw myself moving to Florida. I just want to be where the palm tree is. I want to be where the sun is. I think, really, probably, I have seasonal affected depression. So, being in the sun helps. I need the sun. I'm not a vampire. I need the sun. So, anyway, I uh, come home from one trip that we had. And, you know, I keep bugging him, bugging him, bugging him. And finally, I'm like, I got to get it together. Let me get a resume get a resume together and post it on monster.com at the time. Do you remember monster? It was, I think one of the first, um, internet, what do you call that? Job searches. It was huge. So within moments of posting my resume on monster.com, my phone blew up my home phone, you know, the kind you have with an answering machine blew up out of control. I couldn't, I, I, answer the phone put it down and I had call waiting like beeping constantly while I'm trying to talk to somebody somebody's trying to beep in like oh my god this is insane the answering machine would be full if I went out for a couple hours I'd have to come home listen to the messages and erase it so it could start all over again and it would I mean sometimes it was two three times a day I would erase the answering machine that's how much my phone was ringing with people all over Florida not just you know I specifically put I wanted like southeast or west Florida because I didn't know what was going to um come up I didn't 
know what area Key West considered was considered. It, it is considered Southeast, but I figured, you know, if we couldn't do Key West, we could be kind of close to Key West so we can get here. And here's a funny little backstory how I, when we were down here on vacation, I called the hospital because it looked like they had openings, yet nobody in human resources ever called me back, right? So it was like, I guess they're really not interested in hiring anybody. That was the writing on the wall for me. So here I am back in New York trying to find my way down here and my email blew up, the phone kept blowing up. I, I was just so overwhelmed. I just started deleting messages. Like as soon as I heard Tampa, and I did talk to somebody from Tampa. I talked to this guy in Tampa, Kindred Health Systems or something. It was like a long-term care facility with vented patients because it was a respiratory therapist. I will never forget this conversation. He's like, oh, you'd be great down here. And I said, no, that's, he goes, that's not really the area I'm looking for. He said, well, where are you looking for? I'm like, Key West. He goes, you haven't heard anything yet? No. And he said, well, really, you've only been a nurse for like a year and a half. If you were a nurse for two to three years, you, your phone would, you, you'd even get even more phone calls. And I was like, I don't want any more phone calls. This was insanity. It was insanity. Funny enough, to this day, I still get phone calls and they'll tell me like my resume is really old. I think it's my resume from monster.com because I really haven't posted my resume anywhere. And, and they will ask me for ICU. I have, I've been out of the ICU for a long time, but they're still asking me if I want to work somewhere. Right now I can make like almost five grand a week. So sometimes I'll, I think back to myself, do I want to go back? Do I want to do it? <laughs> no. So he's going through the emails on my computer and he reads one from like not an agency it's like a headhunting agency but it's not like one that stood out it wasn't like a popular one and it asked if I would it said I can even remember seeing the email you said you were interested in southeast Florida would you consider Key West there it was it was like opening the chocolate bar in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Charlie got the golden ticket. I got the golden ticket. We got the phone number. We got the connection. I'm going to make the call. So the next day, I make the call, set up an interview. I interview with the manager down here. Her name was Mary. And she hires me over the phone. And I'm in shock. I was like, oh, okay. I guess i got to pack my life up and move to Key West. And it was in the fall when I talked to her. So I had no idea what I was getting myself into. But this was really crazy. And I was also very naive. Like, I was so stupid. I had no idea you can ask for things like relocation assistance, sign-on bonuses, um, all that stuff. Had no idea. Didn't ask for a thing. I was the cheapest hire ever. I was like a cheap hooker in nursing. I'm going to move, do it all on my own, not ask for a thing. I know better now. If... I ever have the opportunity I want it all just so you know so if you're listening to me and you're thinking about even if you're permanently moving not doing travel nursing because travel nurses get perks all the time you ask for a relocation assistance and something they have to give you something anyway she wanted me to come like December 1st she's like can you be here December 1st I said no I don't think that's gonna happen because I have to give at least four weeks notice and 
it's starting flu season starting like we got some really sick people uh, no and I can't get my life in order that quickly to be in Key West December 1st I have to find a place to stay you know our house was up for sale but it was in the middle of you know the fall once the once school starts in September up there no houses are selling because people need to be where they need to be to get their kids in school I mean only die hard people will buy a house in the winter but ours wasn't one of them we were on a canal so you needed to see my house when the weather was nice so we decide on president's week because again my husband's a teacher and in new york you get off for the week of president's week which ironically i think it is this week so it is my anniversary it is my 19 year anniversary in key west we moved down here in 2004 president's week so we pack up our car i take as much stuff as i can I have a bird. She's coming with me. We left our two dogs uh, in New York, and he drove me to Key West. Ah, let me let me jump back for a minute. Before we made the big move, I had a pan- I started to panic. I was like, I got hired over the phone. I have to come down to Key West and see what the hell I'm getting myself into. Like, first of all, I needed a place to live. I didn't have one. And I was trying to look online, but, you know, there's all these different keys outside of Key West, uh, you know, and mile markers, and I didn't understand any of this language. And the Florida Keys is for Key Largo's just south of Miami. Key West is two and a half hours away. Like, I needed to know. I was looking at the time in Big Pine Key, which I ended up moving there. We moved there for a little bit. However, what I was looking at was, like, all the way... Um, up the island this island is pretty big and it you can only they have key deer they have the cutest little things but the speed limit's like 35 miles an hour so it would take you like almost 20 minutes to get to the highway and then you're 30 minutes to the hospital so you're looking like a 40 to 50 minute almost an hour drive no thank you I didn't need that so I got here and I was kind of lost because I was banking on I remember this cute little duplex and I went to see it and it was adorable but it was going to take me forever to get to work and I was probably going to be working nights which meant I would have to do that drive with the sun blaring in my face every morning you know every morning after the night I worked and I am so glad I didn't do that so I pop in the hospital and I call the manager Mary she meets me and I tell her what's going on and she's like oh come here brings me up to the unit she introduces me to all the nurses I'm going to be working with everybody seems very nice and there's a nurse there named Katie and she said Katie do you still have your trailer and Katie says yes and she was really nice she let her take me so we go to Bay Point it's mile marker 15 if you're ever here it's about 10 miles from the hospital um perfect location cute little key it was a really cute little it is a really cute little key anyway here's this trailer one bedroom single wide tin can basically uh probably built in 1980 nothing in this trailer has been updated but you know what she didn't charge me a lot for rent it was really cute this wasn't going to be my forever home so it was perfect because I had to figure out how I was paying for everything down here and hubby still had to pay for everything in New York so we needed to make sure we had enough to cover because we still had our mortgage to pay. 
and it was still pretty cold in New York. So our heating bill was on the high end of, you know, the high end of the season. It was winter, you know. So I say I'm going to rent the house. I give her a deposit. It's great. We sign a little lease. I go home, start packing. And President's Week, we move down. And uh, we get here. And it's really surreal when we first get here because we're like, I can't believe we're doing this. Like, I can't believe I'm, you know, wearing shorts and it's February. So I get situated. He flies home so I can have the car, my car. And uh, I go to work. And I remember my first night walking in, everybody was really nice. But I knew that they were kind of leery because they hear this story all the time. Now I know at the time I did. I was like, oh, hey, I'm moving here. They're like, oh, yeah, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Why? Oh, you didn't sell your house yet? Well, no, you you can't sell your house at this time in the Northeast. Like, nobody's going to buy it. Oh, your husband's there. I mean, I, I can tell, I can read that they're worried I'm going to, like, flake out. Like, it's going to fall apart, right? Which it didn't. But I could tell you why. It did for a lot of other people that that came down. I mean, it was like it was like a bad dream or a nightmare, you know. Um, nurses came and they went. I mean, and at the time I got there, they had staff, but we also had some travelers. So this particular hospital didn't like to pay agencies for traveling nurses, traveling nurses. So what they did is they found the nurses on their own, came up with their own contract, tried to find them housing, which was really difficult. And the thing is, you didn't know what you were getting. You know, what prize in the Cracker Jack box was coming down to work with you at Lower Keys Medical Center? That's what it was like. Because some came and they were good, and some came and they were terrible. They would sign a three-month contract, and they'd be here one minute, and gone the next like you'd work with them one night everything seemed fine I don't know what happened in the 12 hours that you went home and went to sleep but when you came back the next night they were gone packed up left town or didn't even make a phone call Uh, crazy just crazy what I experienced so anyway getting back to um starting in the ICU down here the charge nurse, her name was Michelle. She ended up becoming my first friend, but I remember how leery she was of me because of all the stories they heard before. So it took a while for them to warm up to me, but then I remember she took me around. She'd be like, this is our new nurse. She just moved here. You know, she felt confident that this was the real deal. She had to get to know me and I understand it that completely. So it all worked out. However, While I was working, like, I walked into this hospital, and it was like going back in time. I, you know, in New York, the hospital I worked at started out, um, it was old. When I very first started there as a respiratory therapist, by the time I left, everything was, like, brand new, up-to-date, top-of-the-line. You know, we had the best of everything. I come down here, I'm like, I feel like I'm in an antique. Is Florence Nightingale going to come out of the closet? Oh my God, where am I? So 
I remember one night I was just looking at the way the unit was set up and where their storage was and all the stuff that could not be out was like a no-no with the Joint Commission. And in case you don't know what the Joint Commission is, the Joint Commission goes to every hospital and gives it accreditation and keeps your doors open. So over the years in the Northeast, you know, there was a lot of work. Every every time they came, they would tell you you needed to fix something. And so hospitals just kept updating to try and avoid this, you know, being dinged by them, you would call it. You don't want to get dinged by the Joint Commission. So in, in the Northeast and probably other big cities where there's these big hospital systems that take pride in their uh, facilities, you know, it was kind of like a game. North Shore, I worked for North Shore, and then there was the Catholic Charity Health System, which had, like, Good Sam and all the Saint Hospitals. It was always kind of like a competition who can get a higher score, right? And the scores were really high. It was between 97 and 99. I mean, everybody scored really good, right? So I come down to this hospital, and it's like, uh, like I said, it's like an antique. I think uh, Flo is going to, you know, pop her head open, pop her head open, pop out the, pop her head open. She probably would have popped her head open um, if she saw the state it, would, it was in in this day and age. So anyway, I'm nervous because I think they tell me joint commission's coming and I called my husband and I said, I don't know, I think we're making a mistake. And he said, what's the matter? I said, I think they're going to close the hospital down. He says, what are you talking about? I'm like, the joint commission is coming and they are so far behind. They are like 10 to 15 years behind everybody else I I don't even know like I'm thinking the joint commission has never been here before that was my reaction like what are they going to say when they see all this craziness you know there was stuff that had to be locked when I worked in New York and it wasn't it was out in the open I mean there was no you know I don't know there just didn't seem to be any organization that's the word I'm looking for and I came from such an organized place and not that it was crazy chaos, it, it just wasn't up to date, let's just say. So it's not up to date. I'm thinking the joint, you know, commission is going to come shut the doors. I just sold my house, moved my life, threw my career in the toilet to come work at this hospital. Well, the joint commission comes and uh, I ask, so what's our score? And I get, oh, we passed. We're good. What, what's your score? Like, what's the rate? Oh, you don't need to know the score. We, we passed. It's good. We're good. I, I was like, what, you're good what? Like, what do you mean you're good? You passed by the skin of your teeth? Like, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, there's no way. There was no way they got a 90, nothing. I'm pretty sure they got a very high C at the very least. I, don't, I mean, I don't even know what the lowest rating for joint, the Joint Commission is. I should probably look that up. But I never had to worry about it because the hospitals I worked for were always close to 100, right? So it was just like strange and it was always hush hush like nobody knew we got dinged we got dinged on one I know we had to get dinged on one I was from the real world this was like you know going back in time so anyway uh, we made it through my first joint commission here I was on pins and needles So the funny thing about here was we had the travelers, right? Like I said, 
so remember when I talked about in New York, like I, you know, it, it was like a big to do when I got into the ICU because I didn't have ICU experience and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I'm working one night and I was, I would think I was still on orientation and they asked me to come in because somebody called out sick and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come in. So I'm in the room with the patient and there's one of the girls, um, she got there a little bit before me. She comes into my room and she says to me, are you an ICU nurse? I said, what? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here in ICU. I'm a nurse. What do you mean? She goes, well, you were a real ICU nurse. I said, what's a fake ICU nurse? What are you, what are you asking me? Are you? Yeah, I'm, I, I came, I worked in an ICU, like a real one. I had a really hard time. Like it was, I felt like I was, you know, what did I call it when you, you were in a sorority? I was hazed in a sorority. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm an ICU nurse. What, what are you? And she said, well, I'm not an ICU nurse. I said, come again. Say that again. I, she said, I worked on a telemetry floor and I, you know, applied for this job. I think she even said she applied to work on the floor, but because she had telemetry experience, they told her she can come in ICU and she fed. She told them, I don't have ICU experience. She's like, I never took care of patients on ventilators. I never had to titrate these drips. I am starting to break out in a sweat. And it's cold in this ICU, okay? It was always like Antarctica in there. I felt sweat in every part of my body listening to this girl talk because you know what that meant? She has no experience. Tag, I'm it. Holy shit. How could this be? How can I be the only one in this room right now with the most experience? This can't be happening. This can't be happening. I'm like, is this karma? Like, I got, you know, like I said, hazed and the whole world fell apart when I walked into ICU with no experience up north. Down here, they're like, oh, it's okay. We're not a real ICU. You don't have to worry about a thing. Come work for us. We'll take care of you. It's okay. Come, come, come. It's not a real ICU. I don't even know what that means. Not a real ICU. You have drips. You have monitors. You have vented patients. You're an ICU, okay? So don't bring in somebody that has never had any experience with this and then leave them with me because I can't be responsible for this girl I'm just barely responsible for myself so at that holy shit moment and I did not make her feel bad by any means she was coming to me because she was scared and I felt her fear honestly her fear gave me fear but I immediately reoriented myself to everything in the unit and everything that was kind of critical care related because god forbid we had a code how do i even know what she's if i tell her to grab something is she gonna know what to grab if i tell her to get this med is she gonna even know what med i'm talking about like this is where my head was i've been here probably three weeks i don't even think a month and i'm about to have a panic attack and my husband's in new york we're selling our life we're bringing it down here and i'm standing here with somebody that's <laughs> in an icu nurse <laughs> I felt like I was being punked. Just so you know, it was pretty funny. Um, at the time, I could laugh at it now. I really wasn't. I was I was scared out of my mind. I was scared for my license. I was scared for just everything. I was scared for the patients. 
I didn't know what to do. And I felt so alone because it was like, who can I call? I don't know anybody down here. Like, who am I calling? And be like, oh my God, guess what? This girl here that's with me right now, she's never worked in an ICU before. And here we are together. We're like Tweedledee and Tweedledum in charge. Fabulous. Loved it. So that is kind of what my introduction to ICU in Key West was. It was so much fun. It was like a roller coaster, a bad one. And sometimes you got stuck at the top and you didn't know when you were coming down. That's what it felt like. There were days like that. I mean, the nurses, I I did meet, now let me just tell you, I did work, work with some really great nurses and I built some really great friendships. And there were moments in time when I worked with a group of great nurses, but um, the travelers started becoming more and more of a necessity because the real estate boom was happening. So it finally kicked in. It was starting to kick in up north when we decided to move down here. By the time we sold our house and moved down here, my husband and I could barely afford anything down here in a matter of like six months it changed drastically but in that time the people at the hospital who had been there forever put their houses on the market and ran they ran as fast as they could cash in hand to go somewhere else take their money they took their money and they ran I mean I I really felt like doing that you know real estate stuff right now when I keep getting those emails of what I could get and the interest rates are really high, but the interest rates are really high. Like, where am I going? Like, yeah, okay, yeah, you can get a million dollars for your house. Yeah, where am I going? Because I can't afford another million dollar house. I'll tell you that right now, man. Like, with 7% interest, kiss my tush. So anyway, they were leaving, which meant the hospital had to find more travelers. So again, there were some that came down here that really knew what they were doing. Those were the ones that were my friends. <laughs> and then we had a batch that didn't. And I never saw this in my life. I, I, it was amazing to me, you know, as a nurse, as a healthcare professional, as any professional, when you go to college and you're a professional, you don't do things like not show up for work, call in sick because you go into the bar. Uh, or call in sick and get caught at the bar. That's that's one of my favorites. And you're a nursing instructor at the college. That was pretty funny. That that one was pretty funny. Um, so many, you know, just they would sign a three month contract. They would come down as boyfriend and girlfriend, and they'd break up a month into their contract. One would leave. They both would leave. I mean you'd work a shift and like I said you work a shift everything would be fine the next day they don't show up they left they took off packed their car and left gone never heard from them again so this is uh what nursing was like here in Key West um when I got here I could say it over and over and over again but my god it was mind numbing to me so I uh, worked in ICU for about, well, let's see, 2004 to almost 2008. Uh, I did take another full-time job in a doctor's office, but I stayed per diem. But I left after I came back from 
maternity leave was the writing on the wall for me. So I had my baby at the end of January and I get to take three months off and it's really great. I get to spend all this time with my daughter. But while that's happening, a lot of the nurses that I worked with that I like were leaving. So by the time my first night, by the time I got back to ICU, my very first night, I walked into the room to give report. We had a table. We sat around. There was not one person at that table. I recognized the day shift was all the same. But the night shift was gone. I'm looking at two to three. I can't remember if it was two or three people's faces because I think two nurses were working. And I think I was orienting. I was orienting somebody. I come back, I'm orienting a stranger, and I got two strangers. But they did float in a nurse from the floor. So maybe it was only two and the nurse from the floor. And I knew her, and I was, like, so excited. It was like, hey, my God, a familiar face. We're going to work together tonight. This is great because I don't know who these people are. And again, at that moment, I had the chill go up my spine because I'm like, are they going to come in the room and tell me that they're not a real ICU nurse and they don't know what they're doing? So that made me feel terrible. I remember that first night. First night I walked in there, my heart sunk, and I I knew it was going to suck and things were never going to be the same. And I was going to have to figure something else out soon. So with that being said, uh, we've, uh, I have been chatting your ear off for a while. So I'm going to end this episode and I'd really like some feedback. I try really hard not to say, um, I'm very new at this. This is very raw, but it's very real and I'm very honest. So see you next week. Ciao for now.